It's five o'clock on Friday afternoon. My name's Jacob, here with you on Community Radio Station 3CR, and this is a Friday Rave. Yeah, well, folks, am I on? Yes, I'm on. It's Friday again. I don't know what, but I can't seem to hear anything through the headphones today, so play it by ear rather than by headphone. Um... Yeah, this week I'm back in the studio here at beautiful Smith Street, 3CR Studios on beautiful Smith Street in downtown Fitzroy, this side of the road, Collingwood, the other side of the road, but Fitzroy. And um, last week I had to be away at a funeral in Sydney, so sorry folks, but as a few people had asked to hear a couple of the shows I did over the break, well, we thought that I'd just repeat one rather than... um, rather than um, watch it do a live cross or anything like that. And while we don't intend to repeat the idea of repeating shows too often, it's generally happened once in the past couple or few years, a Friday rave is changing as of now the way that it works. And see, folks, I'm um, actually moving away from living full-time in Melbourne sometime in the next few weeks, and I'll be... um, what would I be? What would I be doing? I'm going to be living on the road in a little camper van that I'm in the process of working on at the moment. So the way it's going to work is, whenever I'm in Melbourne, I'll be live in the studio, as always, as I have been. But when I'm not, I'll be patched through by Kepper and Leanne in the studio from wherever I happen to be. And not only but all that, but also, um, Karina, starting this week or next week. We'll be uploading every show as a podcast. So this show will be available as a podcast from next Friday morning, but it's still available as audio on demand on 3cr.org.au. Until then, anyway, so it's um, it's still going to be there. It'll be there forever, if it was what I say. So after a few years of doing this, it's looking like we're going to get a team together. Yay, and so thanks for to Karina and... Um, Kepper and Leanne, who all got together and um, helped work out a way to keep me on the air when I can't be in Melbourne. And what it means to you regular listeners, though, is not a lot of change. One way or another, I'll be on the airways every Friday at five o'clock. And I'll still be involved in 3CR and a number of other ways as well. I've just re-nominated for the, some, the Committee of Management. And, you know, Melbourne's always going to be home base. Um, from now on, so look, I'm going to say enough, enough housekeeping. But no, I'm not going to say enough housekeeping, because next week 3CR has its subscriber drive. So if you're not a subscriber to 3CR, what's your excuse? You should be. You need to get on the phone to nine four one nine eight three double seven. And you should go to Facebook page and your Twitter page and share the subscriber drive information and all the rest of it to all your friends because 3CR basically receives just most of its funding through people like you. People sending in your 35 or your 60 or your 90, or I don't know what it is for full-time workers, haven't been one for a while, um, bucks every year and keeping us on the road. Um, keeping us on the air, keeping not won't be keeping me on the road. I'll be keeping me on the road, but you're keeping three CR on the air. So the subscriber drive is next week, from the tenth to the sixteenth of February. And where else would you hear progressive views and coverage on 
current issues, including, well, all kinds of things, the climate crisis, you know, live crosses to rallies like the climate rally and the um, Invasion Day rally, all kinds of things. You wouldn't hear it anywhere else, folks. That's where. Um, so nine four one nine eight three double seven, and subscribe. Subscribe your little asses off. Australia is a crime scene. It's unfinished business, this crime. People don't understand that it was a military exercise. It was military in the first fleet. It was Captain James Cook. It was Captain Arthur Phillip. Right through the history of Australia, it's a military exercise. Our people have suffered greatly because the white man is not prepared to act honourably and legally. It's still the case in this country today. This is 3CR. Yeah, well, okay. I don't talk very often about US politics. I tend to concentrate on what's going on here in Australia, but it does actually have a bearing on what happens over here. So the question today is, what the hell is going on right now? It sort of started, let's just talk about this year. Forget the previous years. Let's just talk about this year. And the year started... With the bullshit impeachment of Trump. Now, it's hard to use the same term bullshit that he used. In fact, it's probably the only time I've ever agreed with the prick. But, well, it was bullshit. You see, we all knew the concept of bread and circuses. But we've seldom seen it played out so well as we're seeing it now. There appears to be no fundamental opposition out of the US to Trump's politics, or at least in the mainstream US here. There's no opposition to his politics, just to his grossness. And look, even his grossness is hugely overstated and exaggerated. I'm not saying he's not gross. It's just that comparatively speaking in US politics, his personal grossness is at best only marginally more gross than the rest of them. His impeachment trial is based on a call he made to Ukraine to get dirt on a political opponent. Now, obviously, not a good thing, not a good thing at all. But the thing that blows my mind is that any of the Congress could stand there with a straight face and act like it was unusual, let alone outstanding of him to, you know, use illegal methods to undermine a political opponent. For fuck's sake, it's well documented that wars have started and ended, that whole economies have collapsed over the years as the fallout let's call it collateral damage, of just about every president's machinations to hang on to power. Frankly, I'd prefer it if a president made a call to get some dirt as opposed to bombing a whole fucking country or organising a coup. So while the, the whole world just about, the whole world's media anyway, was talking about impeachment, with everyone knowing that it was going to come to naught, both factions of US politics were getting on with the real work of keeping the world safe for capitalism. 
That's what it's about, folks. Keeping the world safe. Whoa, what happened there? I was going to play you some music then, but the whole thing freaked out at me. Keeping the world safe for capitalism. Anyway, anyway, so I'm not going to play you some music. It's a wonderful old Billy Bragg song, but you're going to miss out on it. Yeah, anyway, off they went with one of their first actions. Um, the military, US military this year, murdering the prick Soleimani with bipartisan support and keeping the war going. Now, I've said this before. No one wants a war with Iran. For Christ's sake, imagine if they actually win it. Then they'll have responsibility for the place, they'd have the reconstruction and all that, and they wouldn't need to buy any more weapons, would they? Or at least not in Iran. Um, I'm just going to go to a cart for a moment while we work out a technical problem. If you want to hear us slam the atomic industry, then tune into the Radioactive Show on 3CR, 10am Saturdays. Country large as ours be scared of such a threat Well if they won't work for us they're against us you can bet They may be sovereign countries but you folks at home forget That they all want what we've got but they don't know it yet Tra-la-la-la, tra-la-la-la Just another word for nothing left to sell And if you want narcotics we can get you those as well We help the multinationals when they cry out protect us The locals scream and shout a bit but we don't let that affect us We're here to lend a helping hand in case they don't elect us 
How dare they buy our products at school they don't respect us. Tra-la-la-la, tra-la-la-la. Here protecting people like yourself I have some news for you We're here to defend wealth Away with nuns and bishops The good Lord will help those who help themselves I have some news for you We're here to defend wealth Tra-la-la-la As I said, that was Billy Bragg with, uh, what's it called, the marching song of the covert The following podcast contains explicit language. Whoa, I don't know what that's from. I'm really having a hard time with all this technical stuff here, just as well Leanne came into the studio before. You wouldn't believe it, folks. There are that many dials and knobs in this studio here, and, you know, I couldn't be that silly twiddling just one of them. But anyway, as I said, no one wants a war against Iran. And imagine if they win it. Then the war will be over. The idea is to keep the war going. I know I've said it before and I'll keep saying it. The idea is to keep the threat of war going so people stay scared, acting out of fear and buying more and more weapons, keeping the capitalist economy going. But, and this might sound like a contradiction, and perhaps it's one of the contradictions inherent in war and capitalism, There actually is a war in Iran, just not the kind of war most people think of, because the elites of the US and Iran are actually on the same fucking side. And it's the people who are suffering. The West wins by keeping the wheels turning, and by the way, making any Chinese investment in their One Road initiative through Iran very friggin' expensive, perhaps prohibitively so, while using it to justify all kinds of repressive security measures around the world and at home. Meanwhile, it's in the interest of the Iranian elite, Ali Khomeini and the rest, um, to use anti-West rhetoric to maintain their specific form of clerico-fascism on the people. That's why, and that's the only reason, that Soleimani was murdered. And who knows, it wouldn't surprise me would not surprise me at all if it were all done with a nod and a wink from the Iranian regime because maybe he was just getting a bit too bloody uppity. That last bit is pure conjecture. I'm basing that on nothing, except it wouldn't surprise me, eh? So 
Back to the US. Um, this was all done with bipartisan support and with the full approval of the Australian government. In fact, with more than approval as it was used in and um, orchestrated through Pine Gap, which they keep saying they works with their full knowledge and concurrence. Um, after Soleimani's murder, what do we have? The Middle East Peace Plan, which is nothing short of calling for the full capitulation of the rights of the Palestinian people. And with a few half-hearted objections, by and large, with bipartisan support in the United States and in Australia. Again, to keep the tensions escalating, which keep the money flowing, which keeps people poor, which means that more and more repressive laws are implemented to ensure they can keep doing what they're doing. And then after that, what did you have? Um, Where do we go? Coronavirus. It's a bad flu. People have died. Then again, thousands of people die of the common flu in the United States every year. But for coronavirus, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, is opening quarantine camps. And over here, Christmas Island has been used as a quarantine station. Now, how do you think this whole thing would play out if the virus did not come from China? And I'm not talking basic racism here. Of course, racism has been used like it always has. But it's about the trade war. And let's face it, all wars are trade wars. China is the enemy after all. Remember, the China capital, much of which is actually from the US, by the way, the China capital is at war with Western capital, and yet again, it's in the Chinese elite's interests. The nature of capitalism, and I hope no one listening is under the misapprehension about China not being a capitalist economy, the nature of capitalism is to compete for limited resources, and as long as the wealth of the planet continues to percolate upwards, both sides are happy. So, yeah, the coronavirus, well, no doubt it's bad. All illnesses and viruses are bad, but it's part of the nature of human existence for diseases to break out. And no doubt factors like poverty, forced transmigration, industrial food production and the like can contribute to their spread. The question here is how it's being dealt with. And just as an aside, notice that China managed to build a thousand-bed hospital in a week. thousand-bed hospital in a week while we're taking years to build a rail tunnel, not to mention submarines and ships, that's just an aside. Corona is being used as a justification for control and to attack China. Okay, then we have the creation of the US Space Force. I've mentioned this in the past. Um, A new branch of the US military will exist within the Department of the Air Force, much the same way the Marines exist within the Department of the Navy. Um, but what was the main news story? That the logo for the new Space Force seems to be ripped off from Star Trek. Trump was ridiculed by the Democrats, but they supported it, and so they should. From a military perspective, it makes sense to have a Space Force. The idea of an Air Force was just as strange a hundred years ago, after all. Space is, to stay with the Star Trek theme, the final frontier. And it's got a whole host of issues and capabilities which has outgrown the Air Force. But most people have mistaken the idea of a space force, some of the commentators and pollies deliberately, I reckon, and perhaps the Star Trek logo rip-off was deliberate to put the idea of the Starship Enterprise, and that name was never an accident, by the way. Perhaps it was deliberate to get us thinking that it's about some futuristic thing that will colonise space and fight off the evil aliens, deflecting attention from what it really is. And what it actually is, isn't about outer space at all. It's about projecting force from space and to protect satellites and their communication systems. 
Now I've got all these kind of notes here about where I was going to go. Um, but let me run this by you. Every day we rely on satellites for all kinds of things, and that includes listening to this program, answering your phone, whatever. These satellites are vulnerable, very vulnerable. Remember Reagan's Star Wars program? It wasn't just, you know, about taking out ballistic missiles aimed at the US or its allies. It was aimed, it was concerned with the possibility of ballistic missiles being aimed at satellites. Look at the Bushes, and Clinton and Obama for that matter, with their North Korean fear-mongering. The fear wasn't that they could launch a missile at the US, it was because they could finally reach a satellite. You see, the satellites used to transfer information are in geostationary low-Earth orbit. Now, the finance sector uses a belt-and-braces approach to communications. That's why there are fibre-optic cables all over the planet. But there's a very slight, minuscule time delay between the two. And as you know, there is no actual thing such as money anymore. It's all data. And this data money is travelling very fast. And many of the transactions are automatic, happening in split seconds, microseconds, before it's even physically possible for any human being to read or analyse the data. You know, decisions along the lines of, if this happens, then a particular course of action is automatically implemented. Can you imagine what would happen if someone, and I'm um, not advocating this at all, if someone managed to take out key communication satellites that move billions and millions of dollars between accounts in such a way that for even a second... Data transfers don't happen. I'll tell you what could happen. Total financial collapse. Something to make the GFC look like the fucking BFG. Seriously, that's what they're concerned with. Remember, war, militarism is all about protecting and defending resources. Today, these resources are represented by data transfers travelled between the Earth and satellites, between satellites and back to Earth. To not have a space force would be stupid. That's not to say the Space Force is a new concept. The Air Force has housed the US Space Command for years. All Trump has done has been a rejig, rebranding, and yeah, transferred power around the Pentagon away from those loyal, or at least not too, uh, too closely aligned with, his political opponents, and offered accolades to the new crowd to ensure, well, nothing really ensures, but at least command their loyalty. The other side of the Space Force is, as I said, force projection from space, laser beams, titanium and depleted rods, rods from gods they call them, and the ongoing military um, communications and controls, targeting systems, and surveillance and interception, and all the kinds of things they've been doing for years, previously having command spread between the Air Force, Navy, Army, Marines and the CIA and the NSA. So putting aside for the moment the war is bad mantra, which of course it is, it does make sense from a military perspective to bring it all under one command. And from a peace movement perspective, it focuses responsibility. So again, we've got the situation of everyone bagging Trump for being a dick, but supporting his moves. And the worldwide media, the mainstream left, the commentariat, uh, Trump's a dickhead, but let's not go anywhere near address addressing what is actually happening in the world. So I was going to talk about the State of the Union address, but um, got put off by my technical difficulties. You know, Trump talked about the Space Force, the murder of Soleimani in much the same terms as Clinton talked about the murder of Gaddafi. He spoke about the $2.2 trillion investment in the military 
The only thing about the military the Democrats opposed was the gradual withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan. And that, my friends, is the State of the Union. Where are we? It's 28 past five here at 3CR. But I'll just end with bringing that back to the words of the bulletin atomic scientist I spoke about a few weeks back. Humanity continues to to face two simultaneous existential dangers, nuclear war and climate change, that are compounded by a threat multiplier, cyber-enabled information warfare that undercuts society's ability to respond. That's the multiplier which paralyses our ability. Um, I'm out of here. My name's Ben Jacob. I'm at Community Radio 3CR, and I'll talk to you from somewhere next week. Stay angry. If you want to hear us slam the atomic industry, then tune into the Radioactive Show on 3CR, 10am Saturdays. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.